Okay, it's a woman in a bathtub, and she just gets handed a baby. I think she gave birth to it. The baby's eating some blinds. Someone's giving it, I mean, curtains. Someone's giving it food. Uh, experiencing the tactile sensation of this world. Its hair is growing. Birthday party. Family. A little more dated, too. This one feels like a movie. This is. It's getting spooky now. There's horses running in the night. Now there's kids running in the day. Climbing a tree. What is this? They're living life. Oh, peeping on someone changing in the locker room. Shaving his mustache for the first time. Oh, oh God. He jumped off a dock with a girl. Oh, no. This is the beginning of the end. I know it is. Kip, why are you putting me through this? Oh, my God. Oh, no. He rode his bike up and stopped, and, oh, she's with another man. And he's mad. Oh, he's shaving his head. This is great. Oh, there's a fight. He's fighting with his mom, I think. I assume this is supposed to be the same guy. Yeah, he's driving through an Asian countryside in a truck. This is amazing. <laughs> Life asks you the same question. What are you going to try today? And then the subway logo comes up. Right? I'm so sorry you had to know that was Subway before you watched it because I didn't. Exactly. I, I love that. When I play that for other people, I'm just going to put it on the TV and not let them see the title. But <laughs> that is fantastic. I love when I go to wow. Subway. They're like, what are you going to try today? Like, no, they're like, uh, yeah, there's some tuna. It sounds like a challenge. Yeah, what are you going to try today? It sounds like, are you feeling lucky, punk? It feels like a challenge. Yeah, like, that's more of, like, Dom way than Subway. <laughs> I'll collapse again to that one out. Uh, no, that's too good. Oh, my God. Uh, Kip. Yeah. Woohoo. Welcome to Amusement Sparks, the theme park design show. I'm your host, Andrew Spawn, and with us today is is friend of the show, Kip. Welcome Hello. back. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing all right. Like, uh, I'm I'm thankful that we got to get caught up on a, a phone call before this because we haven't talked in a while and it's, uh, you know, been a doozy of a thing that, uh, that we are going through, that everybody's going through. Yeah. 2021 was a, a big one. And uh, I'm glad yeah. to be out of it, quite frankly. And I'm glad to be here with you, and I'm glad that the audience is here listening. It's a beautiful thing and uh, a nice part of life. Uh, you are an unusual person, Kip, and you're very creative, and uh, you have come to the show with um, kind of not much of an idea. Is that correct? Yeah. I actually want to make it hard for you this time. <laughs> Just really like hurt the like scales, the ratings, see what happens. Yeah. I mean, why not? Shake it up a little bit. Um, outside of Moldova, we are not a very popular podcast. So, uh, <laughs> I, uh, Moldova like, likes you. They they do. Yeah, I, there was uh, a point where I was in the top ten design podcasts in Moldova, <laughs> but uh, it was relatively short lived. But it was pretty fun uh, while it lasted. And um, yeah, I am very appreciative of everyone in Moldova who has supported the show over the years. Thank you for your patronage. It means a lot. And I'm sorry that like. I'm here now, and I've not mulled over anything to talk about. <laughs> oh, no. 
Oh, that was wonderful. Uh, yeah, I trust you when you say maybe we can just make something up on the spot. I think well, I think Stranger Things have happened. I think that you and I have, have improvised together. And uh, I wouldn't say I'm a straight man, but I would say that... Uh, that your your comedy stylings, your mental gymnastics, uh, do look pretty good in comparison to mine. So I'm so I'm happy to be here with you. <laughs> mental gymnastics, yeah, that's for true. I think that's a very accurate thing to say about me. Uh, no, um, I just um like to do stuff the more creative, more open way. I'm definitely like as somebody who likes to play a lot of RPGs. I've like had that like blow up my face where i'm like hey everybody let's like talk about what genres we want to have our next game be and then most people are like scared they're like ah i can't pick uh let's do normal <laughs> so yeah <laughs> that's what happens sometimes but yeah um <laughs> i'm willing to try and make something happen um me too well like what kind of like Abusement parks are popular right now. Is it none? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would say Universal and Disney are are popular, but maybe maybe what theme park does the Zeitgeist need right now? Like what uh what's the the ideal form of of escapism and like uh healing that we that we need as a people? I mean, um people love NFTs. NFTs are so on trend right now. Why is there not an NFT theme park? Wait a minute. This show can be an NFT factory of all of the the concepts that we have that are that are ethereal concepts. It's still content. So imagine this. You go to a theme park. You go on a ride. You have an NFT, which is like a repeatable series of images and sensory input of mm -hmm. what you did that you enjoyed and you can go back to nft wow an nft that is that is a snapshot of your own memories from that it's like the the ride photo what's a memory there's only nfts <laughs> oh boy <laughs> well how deep can you go with that concept though you know can um, that be a whole theme park <laughs> What's that show that's like coming out? It's called um, like Severance. That's like an Apple TV show. That's like uh, Adam Scott gets a surgery so that his memories from work and his memories from like outside of work are separate. Hmm. And like um, maybe that's what we need. An amusement spark where you can't remember anything except for NFTs. So, okay. You walk in there. Um, there's some sort of men in black flash or or some kind of lobotomy type thing where it pauses your existing memory and you no longer have access to those mm -hmm. i feel like that could go into some shady places real quick the thing about um, nfts we need to take something that already exists and has not been commodified and commodify it so why not memories right. that's a great point i think there's an untapped market there for sure there, there are things you can remember but you just can't fund them they, they can't be fungible but they can be remembered and the fact that they're not fungible means that they're not fun and let's make them fun and fungible here's these <laughs> nfts that you scratch and you can remember the smell of something <laughs> what? 
Wow. Uh, I that's a confusing. That's a doozy right there. Is what that is. <laughs> I think it'd be extremely popular. People want to uh, support the concept so that everyone knows that they're smart um, and that they totally understand what NFTs are. But uh, would anyone actually like it? Well, that's not what we're in the business of. This is you're right. NFTs. You're right. That's actually the opposite of what we would want <laughs> yeah. to happen. You're trying to, to create something new that people like. That's wildly outside of the bounds of this whole conversation. Well, and it's so mainstream, too. People have been trying to entertain each other since the dawn of man. Mm-hmm. But when was the last time we tried to not entertain anyone? And think about it. The foundation of stories is the oral tradition. There's no memory. There's no recording. We're returning to the oral tradition. We are returning to mm. Beowulf through NFTs and memory loss. You're right. You really tied it all together for me. So so you you wake up and you're at the entrance of a theme park mm-hmm. with no recollection of who you are, or where you came from, mm-hmm. or even what NFTs are. You still speak the languages you spoke before. You can still move in the ways that you moved before, but that's really all you have. And it's so fun because the whole time you're there, you're just packing these boxes and peeing in bottles. And then like <laughs> when you leave, you have... <laughs> spent all this money and you have all these nfts of like fun times you had and like the economy is so good the economy is thriving and you are the most special cog in the machine welcome uh i'll be honest i think we've taken this as far as we can for that one (laughs) our anti-capitalist nft yeah i think we yeah Cut and print that one. This could be a series of, uh, this could be like a 22 short films about Springfield kind of thing where you just have a series of short (laughs) theme park concepts. This is the pitch meeting. This is the shark tank of (laughs) amusement Oh, this is great. Uh, What is another concept like that then? uh, It's our short film collection of uh, theme parks. People want to be able to go two things with covid and like work from home virtually right so, so the first half mm-hmm. of this theme park is it's it's completely virtual it is all in the metaverse which is entirely different from vr chat entirely different from second life hasn't been made before has total value <laughs> it's gonna totally be great new idea yep absolutely um, tons of value so people are going to this like amusement park. However, there's a physical component of people who want to relive their youth. And what is the most youthful thing you could do? Hmm. Um, cry. That makes sense. I was going somewhere else, but I say let's go of crying. <laughs> what were you gonna say? <laughs> Breaking and entering in an abandoned theme park. That's what you were going for? That's what you're setting me up to? You wanted me to alley-oop that? So we have these inserted VR metaverse memories of this theme park. Then we have this actual haunted, broken-down theme park. Mm. And we let people break in. Wait, is the theme park real? The ruins are. The ruins are real. And the, the metaverse version is mapped onto them like one-to-one like the bathrooms are in the same place in both realities kind of thing 
So basically, you go in the metaverse, you you get this NF memory of your time here when you were like a child, and then you go to the abandoned one now, and you're wearing like your varsity jackets or whatever, and like your slicked back hair. You have like your uh, convertible car. It's like you. It's like Honey Boy. It's Pony Boy. It's good. It does sound good. Um, but then what do we what do we do when we're in here? Is it is it all smoking cigarettes and like seven minutes in heaven or uh, vandalism? What are you detecting? I think it depends on where you go. So it's kind of like, um, have you seen the movie Cabin in the Woods? Yes. So um, there was a pariah named Josh Whedon, who is rightfully so. But uh, in this movie, depending on what you touch, depends on your experience. So maybe it's the kind of thing where it's like, oh, um, randomly generated. Like it's a procedurally generated experience where it's like, oh, we're just going to like, smoke a do graffiti or oh we're being hunted by a like masked man it depends is it the power of your own your own mind and like uh what you see in the world or yeah what what you are afraid of is what comes true kind of thing Mm. Mm. where your mind goes so goes reality exactly wow this makes a lot of sense to me yeah, it's a place you could really work through some stuff. You know what I mean? Your like repressed memories or or whatever that is. Like, you know how narcissists always assume everyone else is a narcissist. Like maybe it's that kind of thing where you're like, Yeah, whatever your thing that you're thinking about is or you're paranoid about, that's what's actually happening. Whoa. I like um, this. That's trippy and kind of sounds like maybe not like a fantasy fulfillment, because it could potentially be the opposite. Okay, well, what if there's a roller coaster where you're laying down and the person next to you is, like, sitting down? So it's almost like a motorcycle, like, sidecar thing, but, like, one person's, like, sitting down. Mm -hmm. And that person is your therapist. Right, and you're on, like, a a chaise lounge. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a, like, um, you go in the tunnel of love, like, the, like, it's just you and, like, your therapist. It's just, like, a therapy-themed music part. I think that is a great idea. And I think that's a separate topic, too. I don't know if we want to keep the current... Uh, if we want to end that that short film and begin therapy land. Because <laughs> I think that's a great idea. But also, I, I guess I could see... Do you think they're the same thing? The, the kind of Cabin in the Woods-style uh, concept? Do you feel like it is the same as therapy land because i think it's a great idea there's a lot to dig into here i was thinking they were different but they could definitely go um together like oh right maybe there's like a a transition area where you can get from one theme park to the other one yeah therapy vr it's like a like no therapy ar it's a remote therapist that exists in the metaverse, in all of us. Oh. while you're, <laughs> yeah, it's a remote therapist. It's for all of us, true. <laughs> um, yeah, I connecting with a therapist is a weird thing, in general. But also, the last two therapists I work with, I never met them in person ever because it was all during the COVID years. So uh, I've got some uh, 
some connection with this, uh, with the uh, long distance connection thing. It's kind of weird. But the human psyche and uh, the problems and proclivities that exist within all of us is uh, a mine and even like a rich amusement park within each of us for us to, uh, to explore. Hmm. So what should the mine be? The mine be a I mean, palace? Should the mine be a... Could it be... Oh, I mean, a memory palace. Maybe it's like uh, Inside Out, kind of. Um, is that the one? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Where basically there's just like a kind of fantasy city inside there. Uh, and you could definitely have different themes. Like, I think some people's minds, memory palace, brain palace looks like uh, Castlevania and someone else's might look like an MC Escher piece. And then someone else's might just look like a big smooth beanbag. You know, everyone's different. Hmm. That's true. Maybe we need a fully Lego theme park in that there are different experiences that change. Meaning that it's customized, customizable. Yes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Hmm. Here for it. So do you, do you intentionally craft it or is it crafted automatically from your brain data? There was a Silent Hill video game where based on your answers, it would change your experience, the characters that you met and the, um, yeah. And then like certain things about like how they like look at stuff. That happens in, in a number of video games. I think when you first start starting the game, it asks you like a few seemingly innocuous questions. Oh, like Kingdom Hearts, for example, I think where mm. it's just kind of like, I don't know. It's like a, how do you pick if you want to be offensive, defensive, or magic focused is based on kind of questions that are unrelated to that. I think it's Kingdom Hearts I'm thinking of. But uh, yeah, doing that kind of stuff would be kind of interesting. Hmm. I like this. So you go in and it changes based on your answers. Could we mm -hmm. further monetize this one? Oh, absolutely. We've, I mean, this is a, a dark recent trend of the show. I think we did this in the uh, saga episode where we, we uh, had a character who basically needed to know if, if what you were saying was true or false. So before you go into the theme park, you have to kind of upload um, all of your deepest, darkest secrets. And uh, then we could also use that for extortion and blackmail um, purposes. That was not the original design intent, but it was the most lucrative uh, part of the episode. So a similar thing could be done here where, uh, you know, if, if we upload your brain or, or you're kind of making your own matrix, so to speak, we figure out what parts of your brain and your memories and your whatever psychology that you're ashamed of or uncomfortable with. We find those and um, for a nominal fee, we can prevent those parts from activating. We can hide those dark corners from you so you don't even remember that they're there. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Or if you're naughty and you're going to get banned, we can just send you to the zone of the things you were trying to not think about. Ooh. Yeah, I know. You could go to uh, I really need to call my mother land and you're really trapped there. Just uh, spiraling in that regret and remorse and all the complicated feelings that come from it. Oh, sounds nice. Make your own Kingdom Hearts land where you choose the properties you like and they blend together. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Is it like choice land? 
choice land's a different thing, I think. <laughs> and okay. I'm very like pro choice land personally. But, uh... <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh... No, uh... I think that would be cool. Like it's like the big thing that's been missed is everybody loved that new Space Jam movie. Totally. Absolutely. Um, I, I think it's going to win the Oscar. Yeah. Like having <laughs> the cast of uh, Clockwork Orange meet the Looney Tunes, great. Inspired. Totally not cynical. Let's do that. But Hopefully for... they get their own spinoff. <laughs> that matchup gets a spinoff series. I haven't been able to actually watch this movie, but uh, I know that the, Nor have there's I. a cut of stuff like, oh, like they have like a like the granny from Looney Tune is dressed up like Trinity from the Matrix and she does like a like slow motion like bullet dodge or whatever. Wow, a Matrix parody in film? What a concept. Yeah, it's we been didn't a while. grow up with hundreds of those. <laughs> I think we need an idea that we could make something with and not just a <laughs> like bit of like us some group therapy we've been having. Yes, I agree. Yeah, we we need something uh, with more substance to it, more and more like opaque substance. There's something we can actually see and fathom comfortably. Hmm. What do you call it uh, when like you like deconstruct? Is it like oh like I deconstructed a ham sandwich or whatever, and that's what they yeah, do on like cooking shows mm-hmm. when they make soup and it's like yes I like made a deconstructed ham sandwich into soup. No, we're talking about totally. What if we make a deconstructed theme park? Wonderful. So my thought for this is what if we make a has to be an app. Um, this podcast is all about our like market share, but um, we'll make an app that allows you to design your own episode of, of like amusement sparks and, okay. and make your own theme park. Wonderful. And then you put in, your GPS coordinates and it makes a road trip for you in order to um, visit similar things. So, Hey, like I have four days. I would like to see a roller coaster, big waffles and meet Popeye. And it goes, all right, (laughs) we've mapped this road trip for you. Okay. And this is in our current reality, right? Yes. Okay. Wow. So this is an AR uh, instant vacation um, thing where they de- yeah they, they give you the experiences that you would get from going to your dream theme park, but you don't actually go to your dream theme park. You go, go to on one place trip. that smells like you want it to smell. You go somewhere else that looks like yeah. you want it to look. And then a, a, another place where it makes you feel the way you wanted to feel at the theme park. Wow. You talk that is deconstructed with the app what you want to do at a theme park. And then it is like, here's mm-hmm. a road trip that takes you to the waffle place and like to meet Popeye and to like um like get Legos or whatever, you know? It sounds uh like a unique idea, but also really boring and essentially turning a magical location into a series of errands instead. But I mean Really, a road trip is just like a long shopping trip where you have to eat several times if you want to be cynical. And look at like Pokemon Go. 
Yeah, that's true. That turned the experience of entering the world of Pokemon into the experience of looking at some stuff on like a GPS and spinning it. <laughs> so we can do that with a theme park. You're right. And people love Pokemon Go, even though if you look at it yeah. on paper, it's horrible. <laughs> it's not a game. Uh, yeah, okay. All right. There, I can see how this would have legs and I could see how someone would enjoy this. Once once we put the UI on it and like the app is actually existing, people won't know to question how weird of an origin it has. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, we're going to this waffle place and we're getting like a turkey like drumstick. It's just like when you go to Disney on Thanksgiving or whatever. And also it might have the added side benefit of being kind of like a Groupon where it's like you're you're incentivizing behaviors people wouldn't have necessarily done before. You're you're highlighting this great local attraction that people didn't know about um, because it's part of this other experience they're trying to get. I think this is good. It shows the power of substitutions. What it could do for small that's businesses. That's my thought and that's my intention. And also, yeah, it could be a like a wish fulfillment thing. Like you always wanted to meet Popeye. You never even knew to ask. But it turns out there's a Popeye impersonator who just lives down the block from you. You needed this app to connect you or else you would have never met ever. Exactly. Wow. And you get like your big turkey, like you meet Popeye. And then at the end of the day, you help your um, four towns over. There's like a small like fireworks business and you help them because they can have like a big like fireworks show to be like, oh, yeah. And there you go. That's a cool thing. I like the idea of this being a um, something of a shared experience too, where where like, I don't know, maybe if this app, I don't know if it runs every day of the week or something, but but whenever it does run, like the fireworks thing is a shared experience. We're like, okay, so there's there's got to be like dispatchers, like dream dispatchers or something we can call them, the people who are like coordinating all the logistics to make this happen. They're like, okay, well, okay, for this tri-state area, here's where we have the fireworks display for this day of the week. I like your thinking. <laughs> it's a lot of work, man, but it sounds really fun. And uh, yeah, it's basically like, like in the old days, like calling OnStar or something in your car where it'd be like, oh, there's like, there's magical people in a call center somewhere who can like give me directions and like allow me to experience life the way I want to. It sounds like a wonderful vision for the future that we are, have already passed. And like, we never even really got to experience it, but this app is, is a connection to that. I think it's a beautiful thing, Kip. I'm glad we're doing this. So have you heard of 24 hours of lemons? Um, no, I haven't, but it sounds great. It's a 24 hour endurance race for cars that have a total value of $500 or lower. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that sounds so what awesome. They, yeah. So what they do is they have like a starting point and like an ending point. Or maybe it's like less an ending point and more as far as you go. Maybe this can have like an ending point. And it's like, hey, here in Portland on May 3rd, we are doing a seven-day amusement park road trip with lots of like stops and it's almost like the movie like rat race or like they like show like wacky races it's like oh yeah. you have to race cross country or like to one state over and you have two that sounds days. awesome and i bet that a lot of the experiences you know and through this app and through the algorithm or whatever the process which we should discuss in a little bit about that kind of onboarding or discovery process of figuring out just what theme park experience Kip wants, like through that, you'd probably find a lot of commonalities like, oh, people love the, uh, you know, the feeling of, of the thrill from a roller coaster and people love 
the smell of funnel cakes and people love uh, Mm -hmm. hearing the screams of other people on a roller coaster. Like there's like these pretty common things that come up to where our dispatchers are just like, okay, so we know for this, this trip, this like road trip thing, if we have all these people starting in California and they're going to end up in Illinois, we can have them stop Mm -hmm. here for the funnel cake. We can have them all go to this location for the thrills where they can go bungee jumping or something. And then, um, Mm -hmm. They can drive by this uh, haunted house to hear all the screams. Like, they can deconstruct it, but also share those experiences uh, in different combinations with the people who want to hear those. Like, maybe one guy just loves the screams, so he has to. They have to get a little more creative with solving this guy because he wants to hear fresh screams every day on a road trip. That's a little bit more work, but I think it can be done. Who's the audience? Is the audience the people in the car? Is the audience viewers on Twitch? Is the audience like? I think the people, people in the cars, wanna... but also mm-hmm. Twitch is a good idea, but those people aren't using the app. I think people, the, the end user on the app is the person actually going on the the trip. They're collecting their um, their theme park attraction and, and Voltroning them together. So we could have them following a set path as fast as they can. We could have them um, doing what people are voting for in the app, like, oh, like go to this place or... It could be like a scavenger hunt cross country where you have to do these twelve like amusement park things. Well, that's fun. And yeah. reach and like get to Chicago. <laughs> it's a very strange idea, but yeah, you gotta um, gotta catch them all. Uh, theme park bits deconstructed, collect. Them. Yeah, like meet Popeye, get a waffle, <laughs> go on a roller coaster. All things you do at like amusement park when it's on this scale. Uh, and there's this many people playing, I feel like our budget is much higher. Like, if it was just one guy in Cleveland, Ohio, trying to experience these things, then that's going to be a little bit of a stretch, and we have to kind of do, like, we have to kind of uh, find events that are already happening, and he can just pop into those. But if we're having, like, a tons of people and, like, this big audience following the same seven-day path on the same road, we can afford to just straight-up hire that dude to be Popeye. You know what I mean? We can just... Rent out the bungee jumping place. Like, we can uh, afford to have a little more buying power here. That's very exciting. So it's kind of like whitewater rafting, but where people are in their own cars. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I suppose so. And and then, like, every once in a while you stop and get out and, like, there's mini golf. And then you stop and get out somewhere else and there's an arcade. And then you stop and get out somewhere else. (laughs) That sounds nice. I mean, I guess that is like a road trip, huh? Here's a badge for at the arcade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You like beat like the Simpsons game or something. Wow. So this concept, I feel like the app was, and, and I'm not saying we have to get rid of it or anything, but I'm saying that was a bridge that allowed us to connect um, in a more obvious fashion. The concept of a road trip can basically be a theme park. It's just like everything's spaced out and you just go from one thing to the next thing. Yeah. The app doesn't even need to be to be there at all. Whoa. And like m- millennials these days, they don't like property ownership, so they hate theme park. They mm. like renting mm-hmm. and spending more, which That's... is why they want to do the road trip. Absolutely. You're right. And they love uh, their hybrid cars. You know what I mean? It has like such a positive impact on the environment that they just want to burn through as much gas as they can in their hybrids. So I'm here for it. Um, We should compare that to our to our other idea and see what has better legs. I th- I think that's a really fun idea, and I think that that is... 
I think we're essentially rediscovering what a road trip is. Mm-hmm. We're like incentivizing it. It's like, oh, yeah. like make sure you go to the Grand Canyon and have a moment of like true awe. I think that, <laughs> and I then think meet that premise can truly be a vision of what the future will be in a post-labor world. You know, once automation has fully happened and humans don't have to work anymore, uh, that's how our, you know, the two generations from now will keep themselves entertained. And what they'll do for a living is like a notification will pop up that's like, hey, everyone go do this thing or like find your nearest way of doing this. And it'll basically make make life into a more of a collectible, like you're collecting experiences, sharing experiences with others kind of combined with twitch and like impractical jokers all at the same time where it's like here here's your prompt do this thing it'll be fun it was on your checklist anyway and it's going to be fun for other people to watch i think it's i think that's cool i think that makes the world into an amusement park but it's still dissected yeah like get in loser we're rediscovering americana wow beautiful Road trip land. Yeah, road trip land. Uh, Is probably better. <laughs> the eternal theme park. Everywhere is now a theme park. Theme park now. Okay. So we're we're deconstructing. What I have a title, Andrew, be. and I'm sorry. Okay, I'm ready. Please interrupt. This land is our land. Oh, wow, I love that, and it it uh, harkens back to like uh, something of a socialist anthem isn't it this land is our land it's like you're not saying put up your fences and buy more acreage it's this land is our land i like that probably written by a white man but but the premise is nice and and progressive or this land is their land i guess it's probably better for our like uh more socialist like leading but right yeah and Uh. we but we are them or or we want to be on their team Teamwork land. No, wait. <laughs> Teamwork land? <laughs> I think this land is our land is pretty good. Um, theme parks go. It's like Pokemon Go, but no, that's, that's dumb. I remembered indigenous people, though. And then I was like, yeah. oh, yeah, maybe that's not great. Well, yeah. And I always, I did think that this land is our land is a, was a progressive song until I just thought about it. Like, oh, it's probably written by a white guy. And it's not our land, yeah. really. <laughs> like. Depends on your definition, but uh. maybe you're like really lean and really lean in the wrong direction. I'd say manifest destination. Like, <laughs> wow, um, man, uh. what a what a fest. Uh, where do we go from here? Do you think this app is it something? Is this a an entire lifestyle that everyone follows, or is it like just a premium thing that's available to some people, or or is everyone on the app? I'm split. On one hand, I like the idea of it being curated. On the other hand, I like it almost being like a you come to a big bonfire or like fireworks at the end and like you share your experience and like I checked off all these things in my own mm-hmm. way, you know? Like Dude, yeah, I mean it sounds like like a super cool like TV commercial like this is what Chase Bank wants your life to be and it's just like footage that's like it's somewhere between The Amazing Race uh, Bonnaroo, Burning Man, and uh, just road trip in general, like a sunglasses commercial. But like, I think 
it could be a real like I think this is a really cool concept and uh, I was kind of joking about the corporatization of it because I feel like every brand wants you to like live this kind of lifestyle but no we really want you to live this lifestyle <laughs> like here's the app you actually get it's funny when there's ads that are just like here's this lifestyle and here's this other thing that's totally unrelated. <laughs> like, we're a bank. Like, okay, you're a bank. So, what? You just showed me 30 seconds of people having fun and, like, going to the beach? Like, I don't see the connection. But anyway. <sighs> like that Subway commercial. Uh, Which one? Uh, the one of, like, the, like, uh, the kid that, like, cuts his hair and sees his girlfriend, like, start to date someone else and, like, goes on... Hey, like road trip and like Thailand and stuff. And then like at the end, it's like, what's your, what do you want to try today? But, um, <laughs> is I that real in your chat? <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, that sounds like something that you would make up. Here you go, Andrew. Here's a subway commercial. I'm sorry that you have to know it's a like subway commercial going in. It's wrong. Oh, yours is at least from Brazil. This is tasteful. What the heck? Yeah, like that's more of like Dom way than Subway. <laughs> I'll clap to get that oh, one out. Oh, uh, that's too good. Oh my god. Kip. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so is this a Subway theme park now or what? Uh, that would be great. Dude, uh, honestly, I have... this could be sponsored yeah. by Subway. It can be a collaboration between like Subway and like Shell gas stations or something. We have them stop every single day at a different subway and every single day at a different, you know, whatever gas station is going to give us the most money. But in between is when you get to stop by the local businesses and like, you know, minority owned businesses and like the special like Instagram things. And you can do some like progressive, amazing, like local culture things. Stop by at like these local food shops and food trucks and all kinds of like special experiences. And not to mention, the amazing like nature and uh, geography, like that's really impressive. Like not just the Grand Canyon, but the more light, like local uh, back roads of America kinds of things, and uh, truly experience those and give them some exposure. All thanks to our our major corporate sponsors, which are our Chase Bank, Subway, and uh, Shell gas stations. You know what I mean? Making this uh, this country great. And and who can forget Ford Motors providing all of the uh, the hybrid vehicles. I love the idea of doing this road trip sponsored by Subway. Yeah. Dude, the corporate synergy is off the chain. So do you think, is this more of a um, incentivizing app at this point where it's just like, hey, go do this thing? Like challenges pop up and you, you kind of earn XP and you're also trying to race to, you know, check off the checklist. Or is it a thing that's more tailor-made to you and what you want from your deconstructed amusement park? That's where I'm wondering. Are like bridge like the fork in the road right now is do you do what you're supposed to and it's corporate sponsored, or do you have like a thing that's like a more of an experience? I think it can be both. I think that the the good people at Subway, um, with their absolute wild takes on commercial um advertising, I think that they'd be behind it where it's like, okay, you um go play mini golf at this place at sunrise you go on this beautiful picnic in the woods and then you go out for a night of of a brazilian dancing and wine uh and then you stop by subway on your way home and like it's a beautiful day brought to you by subway 
and um, there's a photographer who follows you around for the day. You get to capture all of these special moments, and uh, yeah, it's it's included. It's comped. The only stipulation is that we we record the whole thing, and uh, we can use it for our weird advertising. What about the start of the trip? You pick an item, and you say like, "Hey, I think this item's cool or important." And then later off, it comes into play. Like, let's say you pick like a like um a like Rubik's cube. Your road trip will take you to a place where you need to solve a Rubik's cube to like escape like a room that's like flooding with water. Cool. Um, and we call it Chekhov's Run. Oh, that's a cool name. So the item always becomes really uh, important, like Chekhov's gun the, in the play. Like the the gun mm-hmm. is always has to be important if you're going to show it. So it's like, oh, you like you like yeah. Rubik's cubes. You better like Rubik's cubes. <laughs> like makes you commit to the bit. I bet. I didn't mean that to be a joke. So the people on the app can see the item, but the person can't. That shows Whoa. up later. Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. So you don't particularly have a, an affinity for Rubik's cubes, right? Or do you? do you? Do you come into the app saying, I love Rubik's cubes, or you don't even know about Rubik's cubes, and then you have to find one and love it? Maybe there's like an event before it all starts, and that event, something gets like picked out, like, oh, when you kicked down this like country bears, like cardboard cutout, that's going to come up later. Wow. The country bears remember that. So it's like there's foreshadowing almost in your actual life. Yes. <laughs> the the corporate overlords are watching your every move until you do something that's like, oh, we're setting up. That was a plot point right there. That person didn't realize that. But when they picked up that can of, uh, of green giant beans and then put it oh back my down, God. the green giant is furious now. <laughs> and he will have his revenge. Subway presents... <laughs> Chekhov's run, real life foreshadowing. They've signed their lives. Yeah, away. and this is the the cabin in the woods horror version of. <laughs> yeah, that's our, true. <laughs> our commercial. So yes, Chekhov's run. <laughs> Chekhov's run. Why is that not a sci-fi book? It sounds cool. I mean, I guess like Logan's run. I was talking about doing like an actual play campaign. I think Chekhov's run, just a cross-country trip. Mm-hmm. Is, is a great name for a season. I think it sounds awesome. Uh, it's also a great name for this like amusement park, where you. <laughs> this is still like an amusement park, right? I think so. Yeah. The name of this can be, instead of like whatever land or whatever, or like amusement park, we call it amusement drive. Wow, because yeah, it's not about the property. It's not about the location. That's cool. Um, also, you referenced, uh, you said Whateverland. I think that should be a future episode of this show. <laughs> but um, Or maybe that's the title of this episode because it includes the short films at the beginning. Fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, road trip is a cool term. It, it, it truly became a, a deconstructed amusement park. It's really, yeah. it's taken that, it's taken that mantle now. We had apps, we had corporate sponsorship uh, I like how it got we just stayed in the dystopian this whole episode yeah, though well but the weird thing is I'm feeling kind of misty over here like I'm pretty excited about experiencing these moments because it feels like 
the way it would feel to be in one of these commercials where it's kind of like a sappy, um, saccharine, idealistic version of, of what it is to be, you know, alive and enjoy your life and like be in love and all of these things where it's like, yeah, what if you just, what if life is distilled down to 30 seconds of like the highlights of your Instagram reel or, or everyone like the best Instagram photos of the year. And you just get to live that experience for a day or for a week on this road trip. And it's, it's not like it's a crazy thing where you have to like, you know, travel to Dubai and then like go to Atlantis or something. It's like, no, you could really do this stuff on a road trip. Um, and maybe, yeah, you got some corporate obligations you have to uphold and like, there's a cameraman there, but I think it seems reasonable. It seems, uh, it seems like it could be a special thing where there's like genuine emotions, genuine like memories that happen here. Whoa. And then you think you remember all of, you've got all these amazing memories and then you pull up to the theme park at the end of your, your journey and you walk through the gates and then nothing. You remember nothing. It's been <laughs> NFT world this whole time. Oh, you're paying for the Instagram posts and how you get there. You don't remember. You don't remember the memories. You have the pictures, though, which is wow. basically what they all want. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say this is more of one of our one of our more art house um, episodes of amusement of amusement sparks. You yeah. know, we really freewheeled all over this this great country of, of crazy ideas, uh, both dystopian and utopian. And we've wound together our own tail. You know, there's ups, there's downs, there's subway, there's love. There's Popeye, the character and the brand sponsoring us. There's NFTs. There's memories. There's no memories. There's mm-hmm. corporate synergy, maybe... emotional synergy, fireworks. Emotional synergy. It smells like funnel cake and there's giant uh, waffles. It's got it all, Mm -hmm. really. There's a lot of post-COVID gonzo energy that I've brought today. (laughs) So maybe this is what it is. (laughs) That's a great point. Oh, man. How do you feel like Hunter S. Thompson's coverage of the COVID pandemic would be? (laughs) Oh, that was... I mean, there was a point where we, like, forked in the road and I was going to say something very like heartfelt about going on road trips but i like that we kept it very dystopian uh yeah uh, so what i was going to say is that one time i was in vermont and driving through this random town that was like like a lot of most towns of vermont at the bottom of a mountain um <laughs> and um they had this like pipe coming out of the woods that was like this pipe is directly from like our mountain stream and you could just like like you could go to this pipe and get like a bunch of like fresh like spring water and like I was like oh like maybe the like non like like the non-corporate version of this is like having that kind of experience continually and like enjoying like these small things from these places and it's about like going to like 10 to 12 places like an anything like road trip movie and like and then like finding yourself and finding stuff but i like i like the money from subway so let's keep it there (laughs) (laughs) oh that's an amazing that's yeah 
I mean, you said it so well right there. And I say, why not both? You know? Uh, what was our title again? Uh, you know, <laughs> it was uh, long and complicated. That's what it was. National Lampoon's Subways Presents Fear and Manifest Man. Affirmation featuring mm-hmm. Popeye. This land is our land. Uh, amusement Park Now and uh, Amusement Drive. Corporate Synergy, um, Utopia. You know, wait, wait, wait. Combine all those things together, hit pulse on the the, the smoothie button a a couple times, and you know what comes out? It's called America. America. Fiend. Mm. Not saying it's the end of America. It was a film reference (laughs) to our art house (laughs) cinema. Yes, Star Wipe on America. (laughs) As this podcast, Andrew, how do you feel about this amusement park? Is I think it... it's a podcast, and I think it's a theme park, a, a theme place, a theme drive. Uh, I think that has elevated the possibilities of what can be done in themed entertainment while also pleasing the corporate overlords and celebrating local culture all along the way. Uh, I think it's one of the weirder episodes we've ever done. Um Fans of this this uh, style might might want to check out the tree episode, which is our, I think the fifth episode of of Amusement Sparks way back in the day with Nick Robes, uh, where we didn't have an IP going into it, so we just made one up as we went. It uh, was not as um, all over the place. It didn't have the short films. It was not as um, hmm, gonzo as this episode became, but in a similar way, it is similar. Uh, Kip, if the audience wants to check more of your stuff out, where can they find you? Usually a little bit more structured and less, like, less post being sick, but, um, I am on, uh, Twitter.com at James Forge, but all my stuff is, um, with at Common Ride with me on Twitter and Instagram. Um, every week there's a new episode. Um, pretty soon we're starting a, like, new show, Common Rider Den O, which will be a, um, fun like look at um just this very popular series from a couple years ago just like going through in like a like book club format and like looking at like um how the show looks when you put like a like critical lens to it and that deno series will be covered within the the main feed of common ride with me uh, correct. Okay, cool. And Common Ride with Me Common is K A M E N. If you're not a Dragon Ball fan or a Common Rider fan, Common Ride with Me. It's a podcast in your podcast apps. And uh, check it out. You can also see, well, here, Kip on the Tokusatsu episode of Amusement Sparks if you want to check that one out. Thanks for yeah, tuning uh... in, everybody. And uh, yeah, peace be with you, I guess. Enjoy that long road trip ahead of you. Peace be with you and also with your nation.